Welcome, everyone, to the Tuesday edition of the Markets and Mortgages podcast. I am your host, as always, Tyler Crawley, and we are going to be starting with one of my favorite reports. comes out every month. It is from Black Knight. It is the Black Knight Mortgage Monitor Report, and it looks at rate locks, which I will always remind you is a far better indicator of what is happening with mortgage demand, people locking in rates versus just applying for a mortgage, the beginning of the process versus say a rate lock. Rate locks much more serious and gives you a much better indicator of what is happening in the market. So I'm a big fan of this report. And well, not surprising, as rates continue to rise, mortgage demand continues to fall. And this was a big month. This was a big drop because if you remember the previous month, there was actually an increase with these big jump in rates. We still saw an increase. Not so for April. April was not a good month. Uh, Across the board, a 20.3% drop in all categories. Now, which category do you think led the way? Well, of course, we it was rate term. Rate term refinancing dropped 49.5% month over month and is now down 87.8%. That's a big drop. <laughs> but it makes sense, right? I mean, when rates are up, and by the way, we'll get to this in a little bit more detail, but uh, Black Knight had the rate at, at ending the month of April at 5.42%. And when you look at the data, I mean, there's just not a lot of people who it makes any sense for them to refi unless they're in a situation where they got to take somebody off the loan or something along those lines. It just doesn't make sense to refi. So it 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 does make sense that number has cratered, but they were all down in April. Purchases were down 11.3% and are now down just 1% year over year. Purchases are only down 1% year over year and cash out refis were down 40.3% month over month, down 36.7% year over year. And with the just cratering of refis, it's not surprising that purchase locks now make up 80% of loans. That is a eight percentage point increase from last year. And the highest level it's been since I think they've been keeping records going back to January of 2018. So yeah, it's, it's, it's a purchaser's market is the way that's, that's where all of the activity is happening. And as loan volume falls, here's some good news. As loan volume falls, lenders are not sacrificing standards, right? That's the big concern. 2008 all over again. Uh Oh, mortgage companies worried about volume dropping. And so they got to find clients any way they can so they lower their standards, right? That's the big concern. 2008, as I said, all over again, but that's not happening here. Not at all. In fact, (laughs) the the exact opposite. In fact, rate term refis actually increased three points for an average score of 732. That is down just three points from one year ago. Purchases, the average credit score was unchanged from a month ago, and is actually up year over year to 734. And the only category that saw a drop was cash outs, where the average score fell eight 
points and is now down 27 points year over year to 705. So even that, that's the worst category and still averaging over 700. That to me is a good sign. And I mentioned mortgage rates. And of course, everyone has their different categories and how they're they're figuring out this number. And because rates are moving at such a quick pace, it's just really kind of just where you decide to market on that day. And so they ended April. They argue rates ended April at 5.42%. That is 63 basis points higher than the ending of March. That's a big jump. And in fact, it's 225 basis points higher than one year ago. And here was my major takeaway from this report. Despite the horrible top line number, the 20% drop, it's not a bad report. In fact, it shows that the housing market is still strong and all these fears about a crash and bad lending and everything else, it's not there. Purchases are down 1% despite a 226 basis point increase year over year. Cash outs are declining along with rates, as, or I should say are declining as rates move up and credit scores are holding steady. So despite the crash bros continuing to predict a housing crash, nothing, nothing from what we saw in 2008 is happening in 2022. I mean, what happened in 2008? We saw credit scores dropping. We saw a huge increase in cash outs. We saw negative equity across the board and none of that is happening right now. Now, does that mean that there's not going to be a correction in home prices? Does that mean that there isn't something that we're not accounting for? No, I mean, you never want to say 100% certainty you're not going to see some sort of catastrophic event, right? You never know. You never know what's happening behind the scenes. I don't make enough money to know what's happening behind the scenes. But if you're comparing what is happening now to 2008, you're not looking at the right data. In fact, you're looking at fake data because... What happened in 2008 is not happening in 2022. So yes, big drop in demand, which of course is what the Fed is trying to do. I mean, this is what's like so weird to me is that everyone's going, oh my gosh, can you believe housing demand's dropping? I'm like, yeah, that's why the Fed's raising rates. That's why rates are going up. That's the whole purpose is to cool things off because we need inventory levels to get back to something close to normal. And here's the good news. We might be moving in that direction. So the latest data from Altos Research, they, of course, have a weekly survey. Inventory was up. And interestingly enough, so were prices. It's kind of weird. Usually you think, hey, inventory is going back up. Maybe we'll see a, a pullback in prices. But no, inventory was up another 4.5%. So that's two weeks in a row, which means there are now 305,000 single family homes unsold on the market right now. And Mike Simonson, the founder of Altos Research, believes we could see the first year over year inventory gain next week. 
that would be big. <laughs> it's been a while since we have been able to say that, that a week over week increase, uh, or I should say a year over year increase. It's, it's, it's been a while. And Mike Simonson saying, hey, it could happen. And what's kind of fascinating is that, so we've seen a little, little bump, a little bump in inventory, but home prices are continuing to move upward. Another record this week, the median price of a single family home hit $432,000. And Simonson believes that we could see home prices peak in the next few weeks at 440,000. That could be where we finally reach that point where then you start to see a little bit of a pullback in prices, or it might just stay there. But he thinks that as the inventory levels rise, that's going to make a little bit more favorable environment for buyers. Give them a few options, and we're just not going to see the appreciation that we've been seeing. Because for the longest time, I assumed we were going to see maybe a year of slowing appreciation and then maybe finally get a pullback. But because rates have just skyrocketed so fast, I think now what they're predicting is that that slowdown is going to be almost like a brick wall where it's going to be all of a sudden we're going to peak with regards to appreciation, which could be pretty soon, which we'll see with Case Schiller. Of course, that's a three month lag. So, but it could be somewhere in here. I've always said that right early summer could be when you finally see that start ticking the other way, but it's going to slow down quick. But because home prices are up so much this year, even if you see a pullback towards the end of the year, they'll still be up year over year because of how big home prices have moved up in 2022. And that's something that needs to be, because just because you see home prices move up for the year doesn't mean you couldn't see a price pullback at the end of the year. But here's something that also should be noted um, in this report from Altos. They're hoping that at the end of the year, there will be 400,000 homes on market. So that's 100,000 home increase from where we are right now. And that's still a third of where we were in 2020. So even Altos, who's like, yeah, we're hoping we're gonna get these numbers up. And we're already seeing two weeks in a row of some big jumps in inventory, but they're still saying that by the end of the year, they're hoping that we're gonna be a third of where we were in 2020. It's gonna take us longer to get back to a more normalized inventory level. And you know that's all dependent on, on, on interest rates. And so maybe it, it happens quicker than that. But even now with these moves, they're still saying we're, we're still hoping to be just a third of where we were in 2020. Uh, real quick here, do want to give you a heads up on this. The Fed released their April data on where consumers are looking for inflation because it's a big week for inflation. We got CPI on Wednesday, PPI on Thursday. And I got to tell you, a lot of people are thinking this number is going to be bad on Wednesday because Biden, President Biden, will be speaking today on this topic. And a lot of people are saying he's speaking on inflation and consumer concerns ahead of the number because they're trying to get in front of it because they think it's going to be bad. So I don't know what that number is going to be. What was it? 8.5 last month. So I don't know what that number is going to be, but they're trying to get ahead of it. But consumers 
they're more optimistic. They think the year at least is going to end better than this year. Well, with regards to inflation, overall economy, maybe not so much. Uh, Inflation expectations over the next year fell in the latest report to 6.3%. That is a 0.3 percentage point decrease from the record high that we saw in March. And that data goes all the way back to 2013. So that was a big jump up. But consumers are saying, you know what? We think inflation may be getting close to its peak. Uh, Consumers still believe that spending will rise by 8% most likely to combat inflation because that's where we are right now. Because remember, even if inflation tomorrow goes to zero, the prices don't drop. (laughs) They just stay where they are. So if inflation stops, the higher prices are still there. That's something you need to always kind of remember. But there was a big drop in gas prices. Consumers believe that gas prices will ease falling 4.4 percentage points to 5.2%. That was almost a 50% drop from where they were the month before. So consumers, to some extent, are feeling better about inflation. I guess we'll know if that's true or not in just one day. In just 24 hours, we will have the answer to that question. Uh, Not a lot going on today. We have, I think, a business Um, optimistic survey or optimism survey from the NFIB. (laughs) I think that's it. I mean, we'll we'll be talking about something else on the program tomorrow, but uh, that's all I saw that was being released today. So kind of a boring day with regards to data. We're in that weird period where there's just not a ton of data. It's that weird. It's always that one week every month where it's just kind of a slow week. And that is this week. But we'll find something to talk about on tomorrow's pod. You guys enjoy your Tuesday. We'll be back here Wednesday morning for another edition of Markets and Mortgages. And as always, do not wait to buy real estate. You buy real estate and wait.